ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts Off the Post. This is the show about the New York Rangers where we, being me, Joe Fortunato, and him, Michael Murphy, answer your being you, the person who's in this podcast, if the ear, it's in your ear, and you're, really it only counts if you ask the question, because if you don't answer the question, you're not part of the show, but we answer your questions about the New York Rangers so long as you ask the question. And you're not just listening and mooching and not providing anything for the show, which really, Ooh. I mean, you're kind of, you're lazy, Shots right? Shots fired. You're selfish. You're not even a Patreon supporter. So what are you doing? That's I'm what sure this they're is. Living, I'm sure they're doing their very best. It's a very hard that, life That's to what's live. happening here now, right? You're out there. You're drinking your fresh water. You're taking showers. And this is what I get. I'm here in my underwear that has holes in it because I can't afford new underwear. And um, I'm eating gruel. What's and this is, what, this is what you do? You, you're proud of yourself for what you've done? Do you think this is the way that you want to go? I'll show you. Go. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I was just letting you go. Normally, I'm the one who goes on the crazy. I'm just, just saying. that These, these, these people, man. These people are out there just... I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to I do. Mean, I'm sure you've listened to a lot of podcasts, Joe. If you... I've never listened to a podcast before. I don't even know what a podcast is. We wouldn't mind uh, a sponsorship, MeUndies. You seem to sponsor every podcast but ours. Yeah, sponsor. Like, what? Like, I don't need underwear? Is that what you're saying? That's the insinuation that you're making? You think he lives on a nudist colony? Because I can use it, okay? I could use them. Terribly. So. You ever think about the fact that, like, most underwear and briefs have four holes in them, right? You got your fly hole. Leg hole one, leg hole two, and then I just call it your trunk. Torso hole. The trunk tr- torso hole. and trunk hole. So it all has holes in it, Joe. Hmm. You know? That's all at the end of the day, that's all we really are, just a bunch of holes. And the pee hole and the butthole, there's a lot of holes going on. A lot of holes. Ear holes. Uh anyway, this is your show. a fake hole though. That's just like a divot. Well it's not when you're an in when you're a fetus. When you're a fetus it's a very real hole. It's a tube. That feeds you, sustains yeah. you. Tube hole. So, what's a tube other than a really deep hole? I, I saw mean, one up close. Saw my daughter's as she was born. But you did. So there was that. Um, we should get to the questions. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn sports guy. Who are some players you think the New York Rangers are targeting with the Winnipeg pick, twentieth overall? Thanks, guys. Punch emoji. Well, he punched you right in the face, so I hope you enjoyed that. Here's a better question. Here, I'll give you this. Answer his question, you prick. I think Alex Newhook is a player the Rangers will be interested in. I think Vili Hinola, I hope I said that right, is a player that the New York Rangers will be interested in. Um, my big hopes are really Newhook and Arthur Kaliev, who are players who may be available. But the better question is, if Trevor Zegris falls out of the top 10, or really gets to 8, where we're, we're looking at Edmonton, do the New York Rangers package 20th overall and try to move up to get them? You That's the real Zegris. question. I, I love Zegris. I think the Rangers love Zegris. There are players I like a lot of 20. I don't know if I would, depending on what the cost is. Um, Moritz Seider, I definitely need Seider, maybe. He's a German, Michael. Oh, yeah. German defenseman. Out there playing with the big boys, just fucking shit up. He's really good. Um, Tobias, resident 
prospect guy on Blue Shirt Panther, loves Bobby Brink. There's a lot of guys that the Rangers may have interest in at this point. So there's going to be good players at 20, and the Rangers just got the best player in the draft, or one of the best players in the draft, in Kako or Hughes. So there's no reason not to either swing with what you have at the end of the draft at 20, or maybe try to move up so you could try to get another great player. That's that's my thing. Yeah, I feel that. I, I really feel like it's, you know, looking around at different boards and, you know, different, um, different you know, projected drafts and, you know, mock drafts, seeing where guys are expected to go. It feels like, you know, outside of that top, top five, eight, it gets it gets a little inconsistent. It's really hard to tell. Like I, one guy who I really love is Cam York. Um, although you know, I'm Cam not Cam sure York. I'm not entirely convinced the Rangers should you know go for a D, given how how many D they added at last year's draft. But uh, you know, in the first round. But again, a good D is different yeah. than like what the Rangers brought in, right? Yeah, is he Mike York's different. kid? Um, I don't know. Mike York is only so. 41 years old, actually. We have to a quick, which is astounding. He's unrelated to folks, and he's uh, he's committed. How to is Mike York only 41? To University of Michigan. I don't know. That's a good question. How is Mike York? Mike York 41? should have been. He should be a thousand years old. Is he legitimately? He, wow, this is insane. He's only 41 years old. He also looked like an old rookie. Remember, I, he's like yeah, one of those. I, I guess his first year. He has that stepdad face. <laughs> His very like first, the very first like statistic he has is with the Detroit CompuWare, an a- NAHL team, 93-94. Nice. Played for the Rangers in 99-2000 through 2002. Huh. Mike York. He wasn't a bad hockey player, actually. Now on the fly line, Flurry, Lindros, and York. <laughs> it's good times. For anyway, bad times. did you answer the question? I got completely... Yeah, I was headed, like, there's a couple of guys, you know, I, the thing is, like, I, you know, I've spent a lot of time just looking at who's, who's supposed to be, you know, those top 30, top 40 prospects, because, you know, there's a good chance the Rangers would have had three first round picks in this, uh, in this draft, and for a time, it could have been more than that. Now it's, uh, you know, we know we're just operating with the couple now, but like, I, I don't know, Joe, like, there are a lot of options, and just like you know whatever happens with Kako and Hughes it's left to see who's available and see who has the highest ceiling there are a lot of guys who I like um I feel like that's around the neighborhood when Spencer Knight's gonna go I don't think the Rangers should necessarily go for that but I mean I'm all about Spencer Knight I'm so excited for his career Throw um, him right into my veins. So here's the thing. The Rangers yeah. won the draft already, and they haven't even picked anyone yet. I think that's important to say. Yeah, no pressure. Like, it's it just no fucking pressure at all. No fucking and so pressure at all. And so if you want to go ahead and, I don't know, maybe you just talk me into it. Fuck it. Spencer Knight. Um, mm. See, Spencer Knight would be interesting because if the New York Rangers believe if he's they as didn't just take a goalie at no, but the fuck that, I'm even year. I'm beyond that tire fire of a decision. If you have Georgiev, you have Shesterkin. I have to remember to call him the right name now. That yeah, they the did the new new spelling. Um, it's an it's a very interesting thing, and and Gordon said we're not taking a goalie in the first round 
But, you know, that could be GM talk. Who knows? If Spencer Knight's available at 20, how do you... If you have somebody who can legitimately be that much of a game changer as a... Even for goal, the most important position on the ice, how do you not do it? So... Especially if you don't know what else to do. Like, that's... I don't know. Well, there's going to be... I mean, listen, there's going to be options for the New York Rangers there regardless. I mean, do they... And again, maybe the Rangers love Caulfield. Maybe the Rangers love Pod Colson, who people think may fall because he's got two years left on his deal in Russia. So the Rangers could certainly afford to await on him, especially if they're bringing Kako over right away. Mm. So there's options there. There's you a like lot of Thomas options. Thomas Harley? That's the good news. I don't even know who that is. No, he's, uh, he's born in Syracuse, but I think he plays for Canada. Or he's, yeah, he plays for Canada. Um, he's six foot. 3D shoots left side. Uh, Good year McKenzie, in the OHL this year. Yeah, McKenzie had him at 22. Like, there's a couple of guys like that where I'm just like, it's very hard to discern who I like. You know, one kid over the other around that. Like, once we get into that area of the prospect pool in this year's draft, it's tough. Like, um, if the Rangers ended won. up with someone like Cole Caulfield, I'd be tap dancing. I just don't think he'll be there. No, I don't think he will either. But like I said, if you do trade up and you get Kako and say Zegris or Pod Colson, yeah, you know what I mean, Zegris or Caulfield, imagine coming away from this draft with Jack Hughes that, and Zegris. That's what I'm saying. There's no, yeah. there's no way to lose. The Rangers or hell, pick Zegris one, and Kako. Why not? I take Kako and really, yeah, it's, there's, there's so much to be excited about. That's really what it comes down to. Someone, um, there's always a guy who falls, Joe. Always, always a guy, a guy who, who falls. falls. They're going to fall right into the Rangers' laps. Um, Brandon Gaynor, do you think Carolina would do a Falk Kreider swap, both on expiring similar deals, and it fills a need for both sides? Um, the, I think before the Rangers do that, they have to figure out what the hell happens in regards to the rest of the blue line. They just brought in Adam Fox. Adam Fox is here because he's NHL ready. This God blue line is. This blue line is now. It's like a. It's like a life raft with too many people on it. It's like Titanic. You're pushing people off the boat. Uh, it's getting. It's getting crowded, and that you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're forced to give a guy up for less than you want to because you made a trade that made someone else expendable, and then you settle for less of a return. With all that being said, like, I don't dislike Justin Falk. I just don't. I don't see uh, it. Doesn't I, I, a player like of his caliber doesn't feel like the fit? Like it does, I, yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense for the New York Rangers right now. He's twenty seven. That's not yeah. to say that he's you know old, but he just turned. No, no, no. no. He's in the. He's in his prime. Yeah, he don't just turned twenty seven. But you, you have to worry about signing him. Then it's a similar deal to Kreider. The defense. You're going to have Miller. You're going to have Lundqvist, and maybe somebody that the Rangers draft this year coming in. You have D'Angelo. You have Shea. You have. Hopefully, or you have Adam Fox. Hopefully, not Pionk. But there's plenty of players there to kind of build around. You don't need to add a win now defenseman like Justin Falk. If you're going to move Kreider, it's for a a future piece, I would think. Yeah, I, I have to imagine that's it's. You wouldn't do a hockey trade with Kreider, which is I think this is that's what the Justin Falk trade would be. That would be a hockey trade. You're saying we have surplus of this, you have surplus of that. Let's make a deal. And, you know, and you know, Fox had a you know pretty good playoff so far. I think he has seven points and doing well. And you know, he hasn't cracked the forty-point mark. And I know he plays the right side. So, you know, maybe there's something to be said about 
trading him because you feel like you could get more for him on deadline day, but that feels like it's just like an, an unnecessary set of dice to roll when you have you already have Kreider, so you already have someone who's desirable as a rental. Although I know, you know, there's some folks who believe he might not be the most desirable target as a rental, but like, you know, we saw what someone like Evander Kane went for. Like, there's there's going to be people who want Chris Kreider. Um, when the next trade deadline comes around, if he's not extended, and you know, given what I think uh, Brooksy was saying, you know, his contract's going to fall somewhere between six and seven AAV. Uh, I got to tell you, Joe, I'm not sure I want to swallow that pill, and I love Chris Kreider, so we'll have to see what happens. But I, I don't see that being a match just because it would create even more of a logjam um, on the blue line, and maybe maybe that logjam gets cleared up. And it's, this is a trade that happens after mid-June, uh, you know, when the buyout window passes. And, you know, maybe the Rangers do find a suitor for Kevin Shattenkirk and buy out Brendan Smith or Mark Stahl or, you know, yada, yada, yada. But we'll see what happens. A couple things have to fall in place before that becomes more, uh, like, more of yeah, a reality. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's not, that's a move the Rangers make maybe in a year or two. Obviously not for Falk, but another More of a hockey like trade, yeah, not more a, of a hockey trade. trade, yeah. Um, the other Eric Carlson, what was the reaction, if any, when Henrik Lundqvist was drafted? Was it barely acknowledged since it was a seventh-round pick? Let me tell you what, Eric Carlson. Okay? I cheated for this question. I read it and, and you, did the research. You I don't even know what to say to you right now. I can't even look at you. Just kiss turn me. Your, turn yourself away from the microphone. Kiss I was 12 and, when the Rangers and drafted look into my Lundquist. eyes and set so, my, my pupils on fire like smoldering coals. Kiss me well. Too. My pupils are on fire because I was betrayed. You know the rules, Michael. <laughs> We're not allowed to read these questions. I, I was 12. I didn't even know there was a hockey draft. No fucking clue. Should I tell the story now? Yeah, by all means. You've all right. already done enough damage to my soul, so just do whatever you want. Wow, this is the Mike is... show anyway. Wow. You know, I wish it was the Mike show. So we should all, every day of our lives, we should... Uh, be th- saying thank you to Krister Rockstrom. He was the Rangers' Swedish scout, and he had Lundqvist as the top European goal- goaltending prospect. As a matter of fact, the Rangers drafted another goalie in the draft before they took uh, Lundqvist. They got a kid out of Union. Um, and many, many goalies went. Henrik's own brother went in the third round, and by the time he was drafted, uh, Hank was said he was just kind of thankful that they actually had a jersey to hand him because he was there at the draft. So uh, it was definitely, definitely not what not what everyone expected to happen. I guessing what he would have become then. No one knew that the Rangers had just pulled off you know one of the greatest heists in draft history by finding Henrik Lundqvist when they did, but they did, um, and it took. I think it was five years after his draft year. It took that long for him to, you know, to make it over to New York. And, you know, it probably would have been four if not for the uh, the lockout, Joe. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think. Um, and that also just goes to show how important it is to not write off guys a couple of years after their draft or, you know, just a year or two after Elias Anderson has drafted and people are already saying, you know, if we'll just hope we get a fourth liner out of him. You know, it's got to gotta be a bit more patient, I think. But it's it's an amazing hockey story to think of Henrik Lundqvist, the greatest goaltender um, in this franchise's history. And I, and I say this sincerely. 
I feel like you can really build a strong case for him being the greatest goaltender in NHL history. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, sitting in the stands, watching goaltender after goaltender being selected before him, and just hoping... And his twin brother. Up. Yeah, and his twin brother. Uh, and just sitting in the stands, watching it happen. He gets picked. Is just hoping they have a jersey for him. They do. The 2000 draft, the 205th guy drafted Joe. It just, it's just goddamn insane to think about now. Like uh, with how, I mean, we even you know we talk about goalies or voodoo all the time, but there's a lot of fun details from that draft. Like the first overall pick in that draft, Joe Rick DiPietro, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, the 205th overall pick. I mean, DiPietro's his you know career is all obviously sidelined by injuries and you know some of them self-inflicted but like uh good grief talk about two different paths and two different levels of hype and where they ended up it's it's just crazy mm. absolutely crazy third overall pick that year marion gabrick Ooh, former ranger former ranger great yeah but um, 32 goalies drafted in that year joe 32 monk was the only memorable one well, in good ways. Jim Pember. Pretty much he, he is. Like, uh, Brizgalov was there. Ooh, um, crazy. He was, he was round two. Dane Ellis, it was a solid backup for a little while. But, and then, yeah, it's, it's just, it's Brizgalov, DPHO, and Hank in terms of goalies. And Hank, you know, I think, like, I think it might have been 20 goalies who went before him in the draft. It's, it's insane. Hmm. The Rangers took Brandon Snee. In the fifth round, out of Union College, before uh, before Henrik got drafted. Jesus, Brandon's- imagine how much different life would be. Yeah, right. Uh, let's not even think about those dark days. Jim Pembry is Kako Kak is Capo Kako proof that there's a higher power in this universe, and that the same higher power is a Rangers fan. I mean, think of all the years that things didn't go well for the Rangers. I mean, 2014, if anything, kind of proves that, look, if you believe in God, and this isn't a religious podcast, the way that, I mean, I believe in God, um, I don't think he concerns himself with the, the dealings of us us mortals, but did the hockey gods smile on the New York Rangers that day? Absolutely. Did the hockey gods frown on the Rangers in 2014 when fucking... Nobody, Dan O'Halloran, that piece of shit, didn't see any issue with uh, Dwight King <laughs> sitting on Henrik Lundqvist. I like just how... sitting on him while the goal was scored. Oh, my God. There's just a few sentences between you saying, I believe in God, and then, and then me Dan just O'Halloran, cursing down the referee by name. Well, just... as, a, as a secular humanist, which is a fancier way of saying uh, an agnostic person who likes people and believes we should be good to people um, without a rule book telling us to do it... Um, I am not sure it's a proof of a of a greater intelligence that uh, there's a Rangers loving higher power, but you know there's a lot of things that come into play. Probability, you know, how often can things break the wrong way before they break the right way? And you know, this stories like the Rangers getting the second overall pick is why we love sports. Um, finding Henrik Lundqvist in the seventh round of the draft is why we love sports. It's why sports are that special because. You know, they trigger our emotions. They, you know, we get attached to, to players. It feeds our dopamine. You know, we get so invested in laundry and so invested in legacy and history. 
and we know more about you know, some of us know more about an organization's you know history than we do about our own extended family and uh there's a lot to think about there but it's also just kind of shows you the magic of sports like when something like finishing with a second overall pick in a season where the rangers did it seemed to it seemed like they were going out of their way to to not tank joe um just kind of goes to show you sports is about as unpredictable as it comes and that's why we did like that's why you, you gamble because you can win right that's the point yeah so that's you're basically gambling with your emotions that's all and you just keep losing that's pretty much what it is sometimes you win though sometimes you get sometimes you win we won with Kako and how good did that feel yeah. um M. D'Alessio assuming we have Kako and the rest of the lineup is as it is i.e. no Panarin what are your projected lines for 2019-2020 well I want to start off by saying this I don't love these questions because it's like is okay. So he's pretty much saying nothing else changes. Which is, which is the point I'm going to raise is that I think uh, Brooks projected if you know if everything relatively stays the same, the Rangers have 10 million to play with. So that the Rangers wouldn't do something considering where they are in the rebuild, they wouldn't go out of their way to find someone under the age of 30. To, to fill you know to fill a hole in the lineup a guy who can be here for a while and be a part of the solution I find it very unlikely I, I feel like everyone assumes and knows the Rangers are going all in for Panarin um, I, that, that just goes without saying now that doesn't mean they get him keep in mind but if the Rangers have this lineup plus Kako like uh, it it doesn't like the lines and and pairings will be f- like it's fun to wonder what they would be, but you know it it's you can really just think of but where, about where Zuccarello was in the lineup and just kind of plug Kako in there and just kind of work from there, like work backwards from there, because there's we already know that Fox will be here and do we really assume that Stahl, Shattenkirk, and Smith will all still be here? You know, no things are going to change a lot more. Um, than where they are now, Joe. Yeah, it's it's difficult to answer those questions, and not it's a good question to have. But until we have a better idea of what the, no, it's, it's the actual roster should, looks like, that is the that's the outstanding question you should have in your head during the offseason if you're a GM is trying to understand what the roster looks like, and you want to have that in mind on draft day, and you want to have that on mind on uh, July thirty. 30th and you know 31st and figuring out you know I mean June sorry and before the July 1st uh, free agency begins so you have an idea of who you need what you can afford and what to go after I mean there's I mean Panarin is obviously the golden goose but there there are other guys out there that are worth a worth a look that you know I'm not I don't want the Rangers to do this but you know there are guys like Matt Duchesne out there and he's kind of reinvented himself lately and uh you know Jeff Skinner is out there I know Buffalo wants to keep him but he's also out there he's 27 so there are options if Panarin doesn't work out it just uh hell even Kevin Hayes you know, and I have, I have a funny feeling there are guys out there just gonna uh, work out. it is what it is I have a funny feeling it is too Joe yeah. terminally chill what do you think the future would hold for Heedle and Zibanejad if the Rangers end up drafting Hughes? Would it change their priorities in free agency or re-signing their own players? So, both Kako or Hughes, 
would have an impact on the wing. Because if Hughes is drafted, Kako obviously would have an impact on the wing because he's a winger. If Hughes he's was drafted... He also played a little bit of center, too, though. I see. You just wanted to show me up on that one, huh? A little bit. Feel proud of what you did? I do, actually. I'm looking at a Lifesaver's Mint right now and wondering if I can consume it while podcasting. Uh, probably. Maybe not well, but... Um, and if they draft Hughes, it's probably going to push Heedle to the wing. Because you're not going to want to have Heedle as the 3C indefinitely. I was going to say that. Yeah, well, I'd say Heedle would end up on the wing. You're pretty so, smart, Joe. So I'm going to take my fist and I'm going to just caress you gently with it. Wow. Um, so, nice. yeah, that's my that's kind of where I stand on this. I think it does make an... The Rangers, it's not going to change going after Panarin. Kako wouldn't change going after Panarin, and that's a straight winger. What I do think no. it will do is make guys like Strom and VC a little bit more, um, a little bit more, you know, likely to be moved, expendable, um, shorten their, shorten their ten years in New York. I, I I very much agree with the idea that it would probably move, it would make it less of a, it would create less anxiety about having Heedle play wing. Um, and the other thing I think that people get a little too wrapped up on is when young guys, you know, who are centers play on a wing is we see it happen a lot, like late in careers, you know, when guys are 25 or something, they, if they played a little bit of center, like we saw with JT Miller, like moving back to center, you know, and like it can happen just because you get moved out of that spot doesn't mean, you know, it's, it's, it's etched in stone and you're stuck at wing for the rest of your career, but um, having Zibanejad as the one C and then Hughes as the two C would be would be an outstanding situation for Hughes, and it would also be more incentive to try and find quality players for him to play with. So he's not, you know, he's not playing with Ryan Stroman or Jimmy Vc on his wing. But uh, we'll have to have it. I don't know. Like it's it's so fascinating to me what happens in free agency, Joe, because. You know, I feel like the consensus with Panarin is right now it's it's Florida, it's the Rangers, maybe Chicago, uh, maybe the Islanders, and he's the golden goose. But it's there are other options. It's just they're they're a little less desirable. But that also means they'll cost less money, um, and it would be less of a less of a gamble. But like Panarin's the gamble you want to make, um, especially if you're in a position where the Rangers are right now. He's He's that game-breaking forward you and I talk about so much. And uh, coming off of an 87-point season, uh, I'm very interested to see how he'd fit. And good God, doesn't matter if it's Kako or Hughes next to him. I'll be happy. Well, look at you. Well, look at me. Uh, Phil, not our Phil. With Kako or Hughes, Fox, Kravstov, and Chesterkin, could there be too much youth on the team next year? No. No such thing. That is my answer. Except when you got a bunch of babies doing open heart surgery, then there's too much youth in the OR. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want that level of youth, but you do want... You want the right level of view. The, you, the rain, no, that's not not to just dismiss the question. There's no way, even if the Rangers are terrible next year, youth is good. Youth wins. You know what, Joe? Remember you Team North America? Youth. All that youth, all those babies. All them babies. I like those babies. Um, Matt Anderson. Hello, good sirs. He's obviously not talking was that, about what, you. Was that the name of it with the team? It was all the young stars in the World Cup. What the fuck was it called? What are you talking about? 
In the World Cup, when like all the the babies played together. Ooh. The NHL's World Cup. Oh, Team North America, yes. Oh yeah, okay, I was right then. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck you were saying. Yeah. Uh, North Matt American Anderson. Young Stars. That Hello, good name. sirs, which is, again, that's to me only. Granted, there is a lot of unknown, but how likely is that the Rangers are the best position Metro team for long-term success as we look three years plus into the future? All right, Joe, let's go down the list. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the teams. You're going to tell me how they look. Okay. So, I'm going to start with the Washington Capitals. Remember, remember, we're going three years and beyond. I know, I know. So I'm going to say the Rangers are better positioned than them three years from now. Okay, I agree with that. Pittsburgh Penguin. Yeah, same thing. Definitely, especially because Malkin might get traded and there's chaos there and why in God's name, why in God's gentle, sweet, sweet Just penises name. everywhere. That's the answer to that question. Um, Yeah, and... Next up, we arrive at the Carolina Philadelphia Flyers. New York Fine. Rangers are better positioned. Why? You, why? I'm well, you that. you got confused, and I just wanted to help. No, I'm doing it my way. All right, fine. Do it your way. We'll pretend I never said that. I'll edit it out, but I'm not actually editing it out. So you ruined it. Keep going. Carolina Hurricanes, I guess. Jeez, God. Carolina is an interesting one, isn't it? Fuck um, you, Joe. Yeah, I don't. I have to mark these episodes as explicit because of you, you son of a bitch. Uh, Carolina, I would My friendship still. Friendship with you is explicit because you treat me poorly. I would probably still say the Rangers. I'm eating the lifesaver, folks. I can't wait. I won't. But but Carolina is giving me a little bit of pause because Carolina does have a good team, but they yeah, have their yeah. own issues. So Who yeah, knows gonna, what the goalie situation is going to yeah, be there, I'm but still going to say Rangers. But like it's close. It. That's close. All right. Uh, now we're going to go to the Islanders, Joe. <laughs> I still think the Rangers. I still think the Rangers, too. Yeah. You know what? I think you look good in a suit. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. A thousand percent the Rangers. Yeah. Especially because Columbus... Columbus doesn't even know what type of a team they're going to have. I mean, Dubois is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and but like... Seth they're Jones lose, and Wierenski are really good. They're going to lose Panarin. They're going to lose Duchesne. They're going to lose Bobrovsky. They're theoretically going to lose... The, what, what is the other guy's name? It's not the Zingle, right? Yeah, the Zingle. Oh, it is the Zingle. See how smart I am? So, yeah, that's. Let's keep going. The guy who. The team who you interrupted me with and ruined my whole night, the Flyers. Rangers, 100%. Yeah. And the final team. Because the Rangers don't have AV as a coach, mainly. Yeah. Uh, and the final team is the New Jersey Devils. And this one's tricky, Joe, because they got that number one overall, and they got Nico Hisha, Joe. They got yeah, but lot. you know what? They got I a still, lot of babies. They got, I still think the Rangers. Who knows about Taylor Hall? But who knows about that? But it's still a lot of babies. That's a lot of babies in the operating room. I, I think the devils, scrubs. the devils have a lot of like high end name. I still think you can make an argument the Rangers, and I think I would. I would too, actually. So the Rangers, top team in the Metro in three years. It's the, uh, yeah, it's this tough. Is scary, but it does help that they have so much flexibility in terms of their cap and their contracts and. Not yeah, like let's be honest. If the Rangers fuck this up, it's not going to be like this for long. So. Yeah, and honestly, the, this answer could look seriously different after July first, especially because a team like Columbus, you know, they know they're going to lose Panarin and Bob, and they're going to lose a lot of other guys. But they're not going to go quietly in free agency. They, they will not go quietly just, into that good night. But that's dangerous too, isn't it? When you go into like, how many free agency deals truly work? I mean, 
We say we, that even though the Rangers are going to try to sign Panarin. Yeah. But. And also, we follow the Rangers. We've watched them sign Scott Gomez. And That's what I'm saying. Brad Richards. And, and Chris Drury. Um, Andrew Owens. Do you think realistically Pavel Dorofeyev? Dorofeyev. Dorofeyev will be there at 20. And who would you take over him that you would expect to be in that range? He's one of the guys, and I, I mainly feel this way because of Drew Ways, that if he's available, you take him. Yeah, the skill, right? Him, you know, it depends, obviously, to Mike's question, who's on the board. Okay? That's the big who's question. On the boat? Who's on the fucking board? Um, Fish Jesus, how does the defense look next season? Not only in the a- NHL, but the AHL. He also asks about the ECHL, but... I oh, I, I, I want to say quickly, is it is it possible Dorofiev is there at 20? It is possible. Is it likely? I don't think so. Um, I think a lot of people dreams. love his skill set. Um, even though, you know, he's he's one of those guys I feel like a lot of a lot of uh, prospect guys seem to be a little bit divided on. They don't really know, but most people think he's somewhere in the fifteen to twenty five range, and uh, some have him out, out later than that. But hell, if he's there, I, I would have no issue with the Rangers taking another good young scoring winger because he can fucking shoot. Do you want to answer Fish Jesus's question? Oh, what the D looks like. The the Hartford part of that equation. The e, is, let's just say the ECHL. Neither of us. I can't even speak I, to. I, 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 I could know. not name two players on the ECHL this year. Well, Sean Day started there, and Ty um, Ronning played there a little bit. Those are yeah, two, but I don't even think bit. they finished the year there. So nah. Um, um, I don't think like what what legitimate the AHL is. It's AHL depth because what legitimate prospects do the Rangers have on defense? That are going to be in the AHL this year. I don't think anyone outside of potentially Hayek. Yeah, uh, Ryan Lindgren um, yeah, and really Hayek. AHL prospect. I mean, Carpinello considered him to be a top ten uh, uh, Rangers prospect. That's completely different. I mean, I could say things too. Go on. Moving Michael. on. No, you're done? That was your answer to the question? All right. Uh, um, no, I don't really know. It, it's, it's very hard to say because we need to see where the chips fall with the, the cluster of, of Stahl, Shattenkirk, and Smith. Um, but what I would like to see on that AHL blue line is... Uh, God, I think part of the reason we had a very poor idea of what the hell is going on with Hayek is because the pairings he, were, he was on were really kind of wacky. And, and I, also, I, the AHL was a disaster. It was just a goddamn unmitigated disaster. I want, you know, th- there's no John Gilmore there next season, in all likelihood, um, and that's that's going to be a very big blow to, you know, to what happens with the Wolfpack. It's just I, it's very hard to figure out what the Rangers are going to want to do there. I I hope they think creatively in free agency like they did with Freddie Clayson and you know uh you know they they added oh god damn it Joe help me help me my baby my sweet boy I don't know what you're even saying um what was his name he the they acquired him for Peter Holland um, oh I know I know who you're talking was about it Radish yes Darren Radish yeah yeah sure yeah Radish and like you know the the college free agents and the uh Canadian Hockey League free agents they got are forwards for the most part so um, it's going to be really interesting to me to see what the hell happens there. Yeah, it is Darren Radish. He's 23. Why would I lie to you? And uh, No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, but, you know, Joey Keane, 
might be there. Uh, I don't know what, where he's going to end up yet. Um, and so th- there are bodies there. The thing is, like, O'Gara is going to be gone, and oh, Gilmore is going to be gone, and Julius Bergman is... Is already gone. Is, is already gone. So... so. Um, and also, Chris Begris, yeah, Chris Begris needs a new contract, and he might be gone. He's 24, but he plays the right side, and he had a great start to the season in the AHL. So it's, I hate to give this sort of answer because it's a, it's a fair question, but it's like the ECHL, Joe and I have no idea. Uh, the AHL level, I would hope there's some new blood and some stability brought in, especially because there's going to be a big old hole uh, left with John Gilmore leaving. And at the NHL level, it's, uh, I mean, Adam Fox has to be in the lineup if they traded what they traded for. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he will so, be. And he will be. The question is, what the hell does the defense look like around him, right? That's that's the question. Um, Josh Zarkin, do you think Gordon and Clark will be waiting at the stage to hand the Kako pick over to Bettman as soon as Hughes and the Devils walk off? I think, think Jay, I think JD will be waiting there. Yeah, I think Jay, that's a goddamn. That's the best. You know what? We're not even. We don't even need to answer this question any further. He'll that is scoop the answer. Up, he'll scoop up that little baby boy and he'll he'll coddle him and he'll kiss his forehead and he'll just whisper, "You're the future. You're a special guy." You look at my mustache. Do you see my mustache? You son of a bitch. Um, this literally the Twitter handle is this is boom, but the name is just the smiling emoji. That's all it is. Oh, assuming Kako was two. There was fear New York Rangers would go off the board, but with recent tweets they've shown the organization is in on him. Uh, if Kako goes one, is it possible the New York Rangers believe Hughes is not NHL ready and that they have center depth already? No. No, they won't Absolutely Galaxy not. bring it. No. Like, they can't. They this can't. isn't like taking like Kravstov off the board. Like no. This isn't... This, this would is... be, again, no more... The podcast would be burned to the ground. Burned to the ground. Uh, Panero in 2020... Final question. Hey, Joe and Mike. I think we all know it's no secret. The Rangers are trying to trade back into the top 10 at the draft with a condition on the Dallas pick not hitting for this year's draft. Do you think the Rangers have the assets to do so? The answer to that question is a resounding yes. They do have the assets to do so. They have Chris Kreider. They have the 20th overall pick. They have, you know, whatever you think they may need. Neil Pionk. Who knows? uh, Strom. Whatever it may be. Yeah. Will they do it? I don't know. It's a terrible answer, but I don't know. Will they do it depends on if they see the guy that's there that they want desperately and if they're going to talk to a team that would be interested in those assets. Like if they talk to a team that would give up its, you know, one of its kidneys for a year of Chris Kreider. Like Edmonton, and, who might want to make a splash. Yeah, I mean, Edmonton is, uh, you know, they now have Holland diet. Man, I don't know what the hell Edmonton's going to do. Like... I know it's it's they're trying to figure out like can we do a quick fix here? I don't think there's a quick fix in Edmonton, Joe. It's no, but they may believe there is. Yeah, which is just you know just steal their vital organs and and then we grow stronger. Yeah. Um, iTunes, subscribe to us, leave us five stars, a nice review. Tell us nice things. Tell me nice Tell things nice about things. me. I'm a sensitive boy, a sweet soft boy. Michael, is there anything you want to say to the people? Uh, yeah, be good to each other. Be kind to each other. There's no reason not to be. If people are being shitty to you, um, you can choose to not involve them in your life and tell yourself you don't have to let them bother you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all for being also, involved. Also, I really like, uh, I like nachos, Joe. 
I do like nachos. The, the older I get, the more things I like on my nachos. Like, growing up, just cheese and chips. Now it's just like, yeah, fucking whatever. Throw in the fucking pico de gallo. Throw I don't know why this bag. made me think of it, but as guac. a young boy, do that. young child, hated pickles, hated blue cheese. Now they're two of my favorite things. I've always loved pickles. I accidentally had uh, blue cheese recently. I thought it was ranch. And I was Did just you like it? I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I would. It was just not my my bag, but I thought it would be much gnarlier than it was. So it was just no, like, you have oh, to. No, if you no, have, no, I get if you have this. good blue cheese, it's it's so much better than ranch. It was just like at a you know, it was just blue cheese to dip. Uh, yeah, like a Ken's blue then. cheese. That's you got to get. I'll get you some good blue cheese and make your life different. Oh, I like the way you talk to me like that. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Banter. We haven't really been promoting that. We probably should start it. Um, thank you all for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week when the Rangers will hopefully have JD. Yeah, here's hoping. Oh. Baby. Baby. Good night, you sons of bitches. <laughs>